Hey, HBs. Strap in for another episode of Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two friends recap and review a new romance novel each week. This week, we took Erin C.'s request and read Nine Rules to Break When Romancing a Rake by Sarah McLean. This is going to be part one because, holy oh my god, this book is completely fabulous. Let's jump right in. Oh, hey, Erin. Hello, Melody. How the hell are you? Oh, oh, great. How are you? Excellent. So, oh, man. Hold on. I don't know if we've had this conversation before, so I'm just going to ask you, have we decided who is the Grace and who is the Frankie in our relationship? I'm talking, of course, about Netflix's Grace and Frankie. <laughs> what? Was that? Okay. What? Okay. First of all, what? Second of all, is there a possibility that you were talking about like a different Grace and Frankie? No. Of the world? No. Um, I just like how you're like, I'm referring, of course, to the television <laughs> show. Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin being fucking adorable okay. alongside Saul Bernstein. That's his character name. I don't remember his real name. <laughs> and President Bartlett. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't I can... know why. I don't know why you're bringing this up, but I but I'm worried because I think you know the answer to that question. <laughs> solidly like i don't think there's a debate about it like i think maybe you were like oh i know what i'll do for banter on this podcast i'll post this question and we'll debate it but like i think the answer it's is i'm so, frankie so clear <laughs> do you remember the episode of that show where i don't think we've even discussed that we both watched that show have really we? i just assume because it's so <laughs> I good assume too yeah and it, there's so, like so much like scathing lady love in there Mm-hmm. it's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> do you remember the episode where frankie was afraid of the earthquakes yes yes yeah. i do and she like couldn't she was like she under a table for like oh, yeah three she days couldn't handle she, it <laughs> and Saul had Jane to come her out just was so pissed about oh, it so angry and i've i've never identified with the character more than Jane oh. Fonda over the those three days where her friend would not come out from under a table and she was oh. like, What are you? Stop <laughs> it. Be sensible. Oh hell yeah. No, your logistics with Aaron, with Aaron would immediately kick in. You would have oh, all God. the correct gear. I mean, hell, during this last earthquake, you just rolled over, saw the notification, then went to sleep. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Understand what real danger is. Jeez. Okay, but here's yeah. here's why I ask though, right? Because mm-hmm. You have a lot more of the Frankie hobbies. Yeah, but you have all those Frankie hobbies, too. Yeah. You do do the yoga. I wish there was weed in my life. There's no weed in my life. (laughs) There's no weed in my life, either. (laughs) Yeah, I do the yogas. So I do yoga, and I do paint, and I do... I am an herbalist. Mm Mm-hmm. You would make some excellent yam lube. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem is... Actually, I I would, too. I make my lotions and stuff. The problem is... I wouldn't give a shit if it was yam lube. I would just use the chemical lube. Like, I would have no initiative to go grab up that yam lube. (laughs) You're the one that would want that. Maybe. (laughs) Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Not gonna lie. See, this is the thing. I have the Frankie hobbies, but I do them in a grace way. Oh, I like that. Like, I don't have a disorganized painting studio. I have a very organized painting studio. I schedule (laughs) the times when I'm going to paint. (laughs) 
I, I am a yoga instructor, but I understand the parameters of that. I don't believe mm-hmm. that like we ought to, you know, hold on to our crystals and think about it all day. You know, you just you do the yoga, you get out of there. You do your meditation, you get out of there. That's right. And no crystals in your canal. We uh, both no, agree no, on that. No, no crystals. Stop in your doing that, everybody. Did I tell you my herbalist, what do you call it, school story no. about like my first day there? Oh, God. No, please do. So I'm there oh, for is that the school. one where they... Where they were like, oh, we don't vaccinate because oh, yeah. herbs. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> so I'm there day one of herbal school. I got my notebook. I'm ready to go. I'm le- yeah, ready to are. learn that nettles make you pee. Like, that's all I wanted. I just wanted to know what different herbs do. That's it. <laughs> and then I found out that all my classmates were like, we want to use herbs as medicine. I was like, all right, I get that. You know, yeah. help you sleep, maybe help fight off a cold or whatever. And they were like, no, we want to use herbs to replace all modern medicine. And we haven't vaccinated our kids because herbs. And also, like, I went to, this is an actual thing. There was a woman in the class that had gone to Africa, and she had decided not to get the appropriate vaccinations. She had just, quote unquote, taken herbs. And (gasps) she's hilarious. Yeah. And she's like, and I didn't get malaria and i was like yeah you're fucking lucky bitch like oh my don't God. not take the malaria vaccine and i think that means you would have had to forge something <gasps> what right? a lying liar they don't lies. like allow oh yeah you no go. they don't Mm-mm. no you must have those vaccinations yeah i don't know what doctor she talked into signing her note mm-hmm. but damn yeah, yeah. so i um, my my note for the day was like i'm not gonna be friends with persephone or whatever her name was <laughs> I don't know what her real name was, but I assume it was something like something Persephone like. was the name of my first car. <laughs> no, cars don't have names, Melody. <laughs> yes, they do. Actually, I'm a liar. My first car was a 1973 Ford F-150 with an extra cab. My second car, however, was Persephone. She was. What was your F-150 named? I didn't name her, and I yeah, feel, that's I rational. Still, that's a normal, no, rational. Adult no, I still feel bad about name. it. No, to this day, and I really, I gave her up because of the gas mileage, and I, I also feel bad about that. Anyway, so Persephone, she was this adorable little Geo Metro. I named her that because she was uh, manual, and basically nobody but me or my stepdad could drive her because she was huh? so moody. <laughs> Oh, you think that's, like, really clever? Look at you. Okay. I think Frankie from Frankie and Grace. Frankie probably names her cars. Oh, hell yes, she does. So what spurred you to ask this today? Are we going to go through all the lady shows? Are we going to go through the Golden Girls? Go through the Sex and the Cities? Go through... Oh, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, wait. So Golden Girls. I think we should Uh at least do Golden Girls. I think we know the answer to this one, too. You're definitely Dorothy. (laughs) And I am a Blanche. But I feel like neither of those quite complete us. No, you're you're like, you're a Rose. I'm a Blanche Rose. (laughs) (laughs) A Rose Blanche. I'm a Blanched Rose. (laughs) You are so, like, understanding that you have the... The sex life of a Blanche. Whoa! <laughs> or at least the inhibitions of a Blanche. Oh, I just flipped my hair. <laughs> you are... You, you, there are a lot of Rose-esque things to you, like... Oh, um, yeah. Like how I can't remember words a lot of the time. Yeah, you're not good with <laughs> words or saying them. And, like, most of the things you say, I'm like, huh? 
But I feel like I got so I feel like here's here's what well, it is. I feel like you're a Blanche Rose and I'm and a you're, Sophia. Yes, because you've yeah. got you've got just enough of, of Sophia's like quick Dorothy's not fun. Exactly. Sophia's fun. She is. She has no fucks to give Sophia. She's That's done. true. She's over it. It's true. Totally. Dorothy's not really over it. She still cares what people think. She cares so much. Oh, bless Which I her I care heart. too, but less than Dorothy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Excellent. Is there Excellent. any reason you needed to know this today? <laughs> Were you just thinking about it? <laughs> well, because you know how my dream, <laughs> my dream <laughs> is that in a perfect world. <laughs> we would be sister wives? Yes, <laughs> but in the second tier of a perfect oh, okay. world. <laughs> like Grace and Frankie are kind of sister wives in a they weird are. way. They are. They totally yeah. are. Anyway, They're definitely. Sorry. Are they Eskimo sisters? No. Yeah. <gasps> no. Yeah. No, they're not. They've not slept with the same person. But they've both slept with people who have slept together. That's not an Eskimo them. sister. Oh. Okay. Yeah, that's not an Eskimo sister. No, they're not. Okay. So in the perfect world, you and I are sister wives. <laughs> yeah. But in the second tier down, if all of our spouses have to die, right? Because, you know, people die. Mm-hmm. My dream is that all of my best lady friends outlive their spouses and we just create this beautiful elderly commune together. <laughs> do they have to die? Like, can they just leave us? Sure. And they just go do their own commune. Sure. They can they can fuck off to their own commune. Yeah, David can that. go hunt bears in race cars or whatever he does. Hunt and... bears in race cars. <laughs> David, I hope you're listening. Hunt bears I've never met him. <laughs> in race cars. That's what Melody thinks that you But do. he's and he's gonna have to have like a like a jug in there all the time because he's so well hydrated and he can't stop. <laughs> You cannot pull over when you're hunting bears in race cars. You have to pee in a jug. <laughs> All right. That's why. It's okay. He doesn't listen to the podcast, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Cannot. Yeah, uh, never mind. <laughs> that might be, if I am honored enough to give a speech at your wedding, look out. <laughs> that might <laughs> Well, here we are, crossing Melody off. Yeah, I just got kicked out of the wedding. Damn it, Janet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but really, though, I was thinking about that today, and then Grace and Frankie have their own little little mini girl commune, and it's Mm -hmm. the best. Mm -hmm. So that's why I was thinking about it. Mm. All right, what do we have? We have nine rules to break. When romancing a rake. By Sarah McLean. And, okay, Erin, I don't know. I mean, I loved this book. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was the most excellent and just coming into her own feminist heroine, England Times feminist heroine, or the incorrigible and skilled rake, or if I was just riding the high that is nature's Lady Viagra ovulation. <laughs> I don't know know what it was, (laughs) but I think I read this thing three times this week just because I loved them. I loved them. I loved them. So is this your favorite historical that we've read? I don't, I think it is. Really? I think, I think so. I don't know. You liked it? You know I'm really bad at the favorites game. You know I'm terrible at it. I love everything. She's literally gripping her fists in her hair. (laughs) 
<laughs> at the stress of <laughs> it's really stressful but i loved it so much okay i so i got... liked it too here's my thing Ooh. i i liked it very very much um i liked it more than i liked the duke and i i think yeah me too definitely I think I liked it less than the other historicals we've read. But here's what I think the problem is. I don't think it's the book's fault. Mm. I think that I am not cut out as a mm. reader, as a woman, to read two England Times books back to back. Back to back. That was a mistake we made. I think that's the problem. It's like I was I was a little bit done with England Times when we when we were were done with the Duchess mm. deal. And then I was like Oh, we're doing another England time. <laughs> okay, because you know how I am about historicals already. And yeah, you don't like them. Like, Woof. All right, and the, it starts with this delightful list that I think, under any other circumstances, would be delightful. Um, it is more than delightful. Okay, I would right. like you. I would like you to stow your barbed tongue <laughs> right now. <laughs> because I looked at this list and I was like. Nine rules to break when romancing a rake. Number one, kiss someone passionately. And I was like, a wallflower. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, and then eight other things in which she would be ruined. And I was like, I just can't. I can't do it again. Um, I could. Not, and I, know, I did I uh, many times. You like historicals um, much more than me. But I, 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 don't get me wrong. I loved this book. It was very well written. I loved these characters. And I'm going to gush little, about it the whole time. You were just, just a little, little exhausted. Yeah, I'm yes. a little weary of, the, of looking up words, to be honest with you. <laughs> there are a few, more than any other historical we've read, there mm-hmm. were times where I was on a page and I'm, I was like, I just don't even know what's going on. I'll, I'll alert you to those times where I was just reading and I was just like, I just have no fucking clue what's happening right now. Oh my God, I wise. never ran into that problem. I know because oh, you're smarter wait. than me about this that stuff. Is, I don't know. Is... There are a lot of things that I'm smart on. There, It's not, what is this? What times is this? This is Regency, I think. I, it's not Regency times. It's not that. <laughs> That's not my expertise. <laughs> I think I think it is. It was 1813 and 1823. The prologue sure. is 1813, then it jumps forward to 1820. Why don't we just jump in, shall we? Okay. All okay, right. excellent. All right, we have Lady Calpurnia Hartwell. And when I first read it, I was like, calm the fuck on. There better be a reason for this name. And I was so <laughs> delighted that there was the best reason ever for this name. And it turned into one of my favorite nicknames ever. Um, and then we have... Sir, we have Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel, You're like me right now. Mm-hmm. We have Gabriel Ralston, the Duke of Asbury. He's nope. not a duke. He's a the, nope. The no, Marquess you're not even... of Ralston. <laughs> no, Saint John. Wait, no, no. no, no. <laughs> See, this is what I don't understand. I don't know okay. why it's they're... not Saint John either. It's St. John. Sure, but like, what? Fuck you, Sinjin. What the fuck is that? Okay, I can't even deal with that part of it right now. You want to know the only reason I know that? (sighs) Why? I'm going to alert you. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to alert everyone. Because of something that happened back in St. Olaf? Is that it? Because that's what it's going to be. It's going to be some weird, like, back when I had llamas and sang the Star Spangled Banner on top of my pet donkey. What? Listen. Listen, Dorothy. (laughs) Have a seat. I your husband, your ex-husband wears a toupee and you still bed him. Okay. 
All right. <laughs> so, to, to be fair, we're talking about Golden Girls, not my actual ex-husband. <laughs> Full head hey, of hair. David, FYI, she doesn't still bed him either. <laughs> what? Oh, because of Dorothy. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, Dorothy he has does, really like, luscious still hair. hook up with that. Um, yeah, she does. Yeah. She gets him right into her into her yuck. Ugh. Okay. Into her yuck? No, not, no. She How is dare a, you? She is a beautiful Mount Olympus of yes. wonder. Yeah. He is the yuck. Oh, I but see. But the yuck happens with him because he's yuck. Okay, we gotta focus. All right. All right. So, I know about Sinjin because I watched this amazing late 90s, I think, miniseries called The Buccaneers. And if you can possibly get your hands on it, it is so, so good and so dated and so wonderful. But I had to turn on the subtitles because they kept on calling these people Sinjin. And I was like, what the fuck even is that? And then in the subtitles, it said St. John. And then I read this book, but I also bought it on Audible. And it confirmed it's mm. uh, Gabriel Sinjin, the Marquess of Ralston. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, here are some questions that I have that I don't I don't actually want you to answer them. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't I don't understand why you call the person of the thing the thing that they are the person of and not just their name. <laughs> just call them their name and not the person the thing that they are about, you know? Well, so and the first the first son. No, oh, what did I say? What did I say? Sorry. Okay. Sorry. So then <clears throat> just call them by a, a normal name. And then I feel like the thing that they're about that you're supposed to call them, mm-hmm. I feel like that is like a region of a yeah. thing. Yeah. So or that's like, like an, an England s- area. It's an area of England. Of, they, they it's have more like a title. Kind of, but like, don't they, isn't it land? Areas of England are involved. Yes. Okay. All right. So it involves But there's areas. not like a, I don't think there's like a town called Ralston. There might be. I might be wrong about that. But, but I think like it's just area. a. Yeah. 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 He has an estate and he has lands and he has all the things. Yeah. Okay. So that's, that's a thing. How many, how many area, <laughs> areas are there in England? Because I feel like I've only read four of these historical books. Because I, again, guys, I do not read these. I read the first 30 pages and I'm like, oh, I can't. But these have been good. I have enjoyed reading them. I'm just saying that she's this just is not a historical me. person. Yeah. Yeah. How many of these are there? Because like every time I read one, there's like 20 more and they're all different and new. Are these authors just making up ones or are there? Yes, this of many? course they are. Hey, Aaron, are there 30 million billionaires in the United States? Or no, is that I'm... just I mean, it's just a it's just a class of hero. There are there are contemporary billionaire romances and then there are romances involving aristocrats. See, I honestly thought there were like 10 dukes total of the England. I think that there are like not very many. <laughs> okay. I think there are more than 10, but I don't know. I mean, it's like how many people are in the House of Lords. I just dukes were rarer than this, I guess is what I'm saying. It just seems like they're not all that rare. Billionaires are also rare, but not in <laughs> Romancelandia. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Again, stop answering these questions. These are just questions I want to say out loud. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm not. Okay. He's a Marquess, (laughs) which is apparently a word. What the fuck is the difference between a Duke and a Marquess? You know what? I don't know that. And also, what is his brother? Is his brother another Marquess of a different thing? No, 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 no. The second son is always like not. So the first son 
gets the the title and sure. the responsibility. The second but he's son, of something too. He's Nick of the no. He's you know? Nick. He's Nick Sinjin. Nicholas Sinjin. He he's a lord. He's, a, yeah. he's an aristocrat as well. Uh huh. But he's not a marquess. Here's what I'm saying. <laughs> Is that a lot of times I read these and I have to, I see a lot of words I don't know and a lot of concepts I don't understand. And sometimes I look them up and sometimes I don't. This but is when a I not said, looking up time. Yeah. But when I said that I couldn't, I felt that I couldn't read another book where I had to not understand a lot of the things that were going on. <laughs> and you gave me a quizzical look. These are the things I'm talking about. That's fair. Fair. Okay. So let's get back to Lady Calpurnia Hartwell. Sorry, sorry. And yeah. and Gabriel, fuck Sinjin, the Marquess of Ralston. <laughs> Just like, um, okay, doesn't matter. All right. So in the prologue, I love this prologue. It is Callie's first season. She's trying to escape the ballroom because her mother has put her in a tangerine sunset monstrosity of a gown that does nothing she's for her figure. Seventeen years old. She's seventeen. And she's sort of talking to herself in this hedge maze because she's miserable. No and, one's dancing. Yeah, nobody's dancing with her. And she's not, she doesn't think she's beautiful and she's plump and she doesn't have the right, you know, figure for the ton. Mm-hmm. And it's all dumb. The ton? And then, what's that? Sure. I don't know. Never going to know. <laughs> um, also, uh, her, she's got a big old dowry. So she thought everybody would want to dance with her because she's like super rich and her brother's the Earl of. Allendale. Yeah. That's the end of that story. I just wanted to I just wanted to say she's not just some lady, she's also real rich, so you'd think that would bring him around, but it didn't. Right, right. But she doesn't have the right milkshake, so it doesn't quite work. And um, <laughs> bring all the earls to the yard. Yeah. <laughs> um well they all the all the elderly, boring and fortune hunters are coming around and she's like, This blo- this blows. So then, she all wants of a, a sudden, love match. Yeah, she does because her family is is of a love match. So all of a sudden, out of the dark comes this throaty mm. giggle, and mm. and you know he chats her up. It's the Marquess of Ralston. She's totally like beside herself because he's a rake of the tallest order or something, and mm-hmm. he starts like flirting with her and making her feel at ease. And he sits her down on a bench and they're chatting and um, he tells her that she should be really confident because she was named after an empress and everyone should know that. Um, and it's just the best. And so she's like, oh, I think I love him. And he mm-hmm. walks away. She very discreetly follows him. And then she sees him in a, a mid-garden tryst. Mm-hmm. He is loving up on a lady, and another another boob pops out in a garden. Erin, England oh, yeah. times are so scandalous. I wrote, I wrote, <laughs> I wrote that as a note. I was like, a boob's out in a London garden again. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and and Callie is very impressed. Callie's like, oh, I've never wanted to be another person more in my whole life. Like, Mm -hmm. is that what love is? Because that looks amazing. And then Mm -hmm. she slinks away and then it's over. And then 10 years go by and chapter one begins. She's in a library. She's okay. I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to say this right now. The Odyssey is not romantic. She's reading (laughs) 
the Odyssey. And she's like, I wish I were Penelope. And like, I don't think she comprehended any of that story. Right? (laughs) (laughs) I thought the same thing, but I'm like, also, maybe I was missing something. Like, I don't know. No, you weren't missing a goddamn thing. I think she thought it was like valiant of Penelope to have like been so well. The, well, Penelope was Penelope so in was love so devoted with Odysseus yeah. that she fought off all those suitors. Like I think she was she was romanticizing that love that they had for each other, not Penelope's situation, which was terrible. But then later well, she romanticizes then, Odysseus and is like, "He's yes. his best romance hero." And I was like, "Bitch, he never came home." Like. I guess he wanted to come home the whole time, right? No, I mean, he did, but that didn't keep him from fucking everything in sight on his That's way. True. He did Like, that. he did all of that. And then when he got back, he ordered his son to murder all of her maids who had been helping her fend off the suitors the whole time. They hung the maids. Have you read yeah. Margaret Atwood's The Penelope Ad? Because holy oh my God. Have I read it? Girl, I cut it. Oh, shut up. You performed that? No, I cut it for somebody. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, I almost did that as well. But I'm sorry. I, I cut that for Rebby. I know exactly who I cut it for, but I'm worried that Rebby's right. going to hear this and be like, she forgot me. And really, I just didn't want to say your name because I didn't. But I, I know who I cut it for. I cut it for Rebby. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was great. Oh, it was so good. And she performed that beautifully. Okay, we digress. Sorry. Mm-hmm. So... That was when, I'm sorry, everyone, that was when Aaron and I were coaches on the same speech team. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful story, but it is not romantic. Come on, everyone. (sighs) So she's she's, uh, daydreaming about Odysseus, and all of a sudden, her sister comes in. She she finds out that her sister has been proposed to by the Duke of her dreams, Duke Rivington, or or future Duke, Mm -hmm. right? He's, I don't care. He's a, he's a dukelet. Yeah. <laughs> he's a dukelet. Yes. If they can make up words. So can I. That's right. You get it, girl. Okay. So then her mom comes in. Her mom is totally insufferable and I hate her. She has no, <laughs> oh, no tact. I mean, she barely has class. She's just so rude. And she's telling Callie that, you know, they're going to have to get her a gown, which is just awful. Mm-hmm. And Callie tries to not dissuade. Oh my God. The words. I'm having a rose moment. She's trying to distract, there we go, her mother, mm-hmm. from that by telling her that they should have a family party. Mm-hmm. So cut forward to the family party. She's getting it from all sides. Uh, She's getting like, worst. you're a spinster. You're Terrible fat. and You're you fat are spinster. Too bad horrifying. you could find yourself a dude because you're the worst. God, yeah. you're old. At Just- some point, a geriatric aristocrat will maybe want to have some company as he passes on from this mortal coil. Like, totally awful. Horrible. Um, and she is about to cry, and so she goes and hides in her brother's study, where she finds out he is also hiding. They mm-hmm. have the cutest discussion, where he's basically like, hey, you don't have to go along with everything. You have the best reputation of everyone I know. You don't have to do every event. You don't have to do every party. Like, I will support you if you want to say fuck off to some of these people, because you deserve your sanity. Mm-hmm. It's actually mm-hmm. really lovely. I love Benedict this whole time. And then he's like, all right, all right, really dream what would you do if you were a man? Because she says, like, ultimately, that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. And she says, well, first of all, I would burn my lace cap. And he goes, well, I should hope so. What is a lace cap? It's a thing that old ladies wear. It's a thing that, like, spinsters wear. So oh, okay. young women have their hair quaffed. Old women wear those lace caps that, like, they have the fringe all around your mm-hmm. face. And they they make you look like like the old lady who lived in a shoe. Oh, 
Do you see how this one was a little bit deeper into the I historicalness do now. now? Yeah, okay. I the, do. I the other one, it was just like a duke, and it was straightforward. I was like, duke, got it. In this one, there's a marquess, <laughs> there's an earl, there's a duke, there's there's all these like symbols of things that I don't understand. I right. understood that the lace cap made her spinstery, but I didn't know like what is it a doily that you pin on? Is it a bonnet? Um, is it, my understanding, know? it's basically a doily that goes underneath a bonnet, but you wear it indoors as well. Okay. And my understanding is that unmarried women do not wear them. Married women do. And I learned most of that from Outlander. Oh. Because Claire never wears a lace cap. She refuses and is totally <laughs> against societal structure. And this is the part of Outlander where I was just flipping going, herbs, <laughs> herbs, 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 lace caps, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay. So then she says she starts naming a bunch of things that are just unheard of for women to do, like attend a duel, like smoke cheroot and drink scotch, like a bunch of shit. Fuck is a cheroot. That's basically a cigarette. I don't know. See, <laughs> I figured it out. That what I'm saying is it was just harder. <laughs> I know. It's totally hard. Okay. After that, he leaves and then she does burn her lace cap and she mm-hmm. makes her list and she says, mm-hmm. okay, what would I actually do if I wanted to do this? And she comes up with nine rules here's mm-hmm. what they are first kiss someone passionately second smoke ger- cheroot and drink scotch three ride astride four fence five attend a duel six fire a pistol seven gamble in a gentleman's club eight dance every dance at a ball and nine be considered beautiful just once and you melt i just melt so then she goes to leave and like go to bed no but what's up what's up what's up so before this whole scene before even the the party with the with the the family party we already clipped to nick and gabriel and their sister and stuff (gasps) we should probably do that because i didn't care (laughs) yeah but the thing that happens next is kind of wrapped up you're totally right so it goes from the prologue to all of a sudden sorry everyone Gabriel and Nick are, oh, Gabriel is in his mistress's bed, his hot Greek opera singing mistress's bed. Mm-hmm. And Nick, his brother, his twin brother, like tracks him down and he's like, hey, I've got some news. We have a sister that we didn't know about because their mother abandoned them when they were about 10 and went to Italy. They didn't know where she went, obviously. Um, she went to Italy. She had a, uh, an affair slash, you know, marriage with a um, merchant. And she had a daughter who she then also abandoned at around age 10. And her father has, has died. And she's, her mother told her father that when he dies to send her to the brothers because she knew that the brothers would take care of her. So this 19-year-old Juliana Fiore shows up and she wants to go immediately back to Italy. She's like, I have friends. I have people who will help me and take care of me. I have money. I don't need this. And they say they strike a deal that that she'll stay for two months. And then ostensibly she would have the choice to go back. But both brothers are like, She's never leaving. <laughs> like it's really, right. it's a little bit England times fucked up. But right, and that conversation was one of the times where I wrote the note. I have no idea what's going on because oh. they were talking about who was going to like she was going to have to be introduced to society and like would yeah. they accept her. But that was wrapped up in like 
how they behaved, but also like who who her mother like I did I did not understand. right. So it's very complicated because Ralston is a notorious rake. He's he's raked his way across England for like mm-hmm. years, and so he's already not quite allowed in super mm-hmm. polite society, and he doesn't take up any invitations into polite society. Right. Meanwhile, his sister is a a bastard of a non aristocrat. Yeah, and, I mean, and she is born of a fallen woman, and all this nonsense. Right, they're talking about like Catholics. They're talking about like them accepting Juliana because right. of her common birth. Well, England like, is under the should... Church of England. Right, then we should pass her off as a, a, a distant sibling, and then they're like, "No, we should present her as such and face the consequences." And it was like it was she who will face the consequences. Then they look each other, look at each other importantly. Yeah, and I was like, I get that something is happening. Right, <laughs> I do not understand. <laughs> like, I just right. wish they would be like, "Hey, brother, they they might not accept her because of how she's a Catholic and her dad's something, and also we have something to do with it because of this." But I did not. I was not. I totally, the totally. So, um, at the I understand that at, I'm alone in this. This is me. This is all me. This I hear is not you. Normal I hear you. Readers. I get it. No, it's fine. So at the end of that, um, they basically say, we need to find a respectable woman to guide her and introduce her into polite society, into right. the ton. And, and they're like, who the fuck is that going to be? Neither of them have any idea. But yeah. Ralston's like, I'll figure it out. Yeah. And Gabriel figures out he has to break up with his mistress because of this, too. Yeah, because. Did you already say that? No, I didn't. Because he needs to start being more respectable as well. In order yeah, and to, I did like, not understand that. The way. Like later in the book, I figured it out, but like right yeah. now, I was like, "What does it have to do with your Greek mistress? Like, what totally. is going on?" <laughs> okay, totally. Okay, so right. so now, um, so now, Callie's going to bed forward, after making right. her list. She's a little drunk. She's she a got little a little drunk. drunk on some sherry. On a sherry, real pissed at her aunt for calling her fat. That's right. And I don't Which, fucking blame way, her. If Calpurnia is a little bit on the thicker side, if she's what little, is up with the cover? Is what that is your up question? With the cover. The cover, I don't like the cover at all. It's my looked, least favorite cover that's for ever happened. Other covers of this, because I thought maybe there's other covers where she is a little more, you know, beefy. And no. I really wanted a, a nice, plump, meat on her bones kind of yeah. lady on the cover. I mean, yeah. on all the covers, she has huge boobs, but that is not, no one was being like, Calpurnia, that's not her defining you'll, characteristic. You'll never catch a man because your tits are so big. Calpurnia. Yeah. Like, that's not because of what your this huge, was. overwhelming wreck. That's yeah. not no. how England times happen. He, he kisses her round stomach multiple times. Yeah. And there was none of that on the cover. She was like tall and lithe and mm-hmm. I wanted to punch everyone. I don't know who approved that cover, but I did not like it. Okay. <laughs> so thank you for being there with me on that one. Sure. All of us, all of us thick girls got to unite. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So she's about to leave and she hears her sister and her intended out in the hallway, sort of having a little, uh, a little scandalous moment together. But then they start talking about Callie and her sister's like, she would have been an amazing mother and an amazing wife. Like, I really wanted that for her. Callie's upset that she's talking in the past tense. And then Rivington is like, you know that she's welcome with us on our estate in her later years. Like, they're planning her future for her because she has no prospects. So she's like, you know what? They're very sweet, but fuck this. Yep. <laughs> and she decides that Lady Calpurnia is going out. <laughs> at like midnight. Scandalous. Yeah, I know enough wow. that you can't do that in England times. No. You can't even do that in regular times. When she she goes out, she takes a cab to 
Ralston's to a, house. a man she doesn't know. She doesn't know the handsomest man in all of London, ma- maybe right. all of England, the most rakishest, most handsomest man. Can uh-huh. you imagine, like, if we if you just took a cab to like the the captain of the football team's house and just barged in there? Especially when you had one conversation with him, like you didn't go to school with him, right? He's like an right. older. Yeah. He's like he's like this the state title holding whatever athlete yeah. from five years ago that you've always wanted but only spoken to once very scandalized by this in a contemporary was, way you know what i was impressed in a contemporary way well and the thing is when she goes so she goes over there she gets out and the the butler the mistakes butler. her for like one of his paramours and is like oh i'll see you right in because what right. else would a midnight lady be doing and she's like oh <laughs> And he's here. Yeah, and, and well, no. And she's like to his rooms, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, I couldn't, but I'm going to." It's so but good. I'm reading this. And I'm like, "What is she trying to do? Like, surely she's not going there to like smooch on him because this is England times. That's not no. done." Her first thing Very on the list was kiss someone passionately. So she goes up. She gets shown in. He immediately thinks that it's the jilted mistress he's just thrown over, and so he's like, "But wait, hey, first. oh." He's playing the piano forte, which, guys, that's just a piano. It's oh. a regular piano. There's oh, no piano there's forte. no softer pianos around, oh. but they still call it the piano forte. Um, he's playing it furiously with his sleeves rolled up. You can mm-hmm. see all his uh, his muscular forearms. forearms. <laughs> his hair's all disheveled. He's that's what his, it is. Angrily playing his piano, and mm-hmm. it's in his bedchamber. It's in his bedchamber, everyone. Nobody has a piano in their bedchamber except the Marquess of Ralston. So she <laughs> goes in and shuts the door. And he immediately is like, hey, Nastasia, mm-hmm. we can't talk about this anymore. We're done. I gave you the jewels. You get to keep the house. You get to keep the clothes. Like, go find yourself a new patron. And she immediately is like, oh, my God. And my favorite line is... After like a bunch of back and forth, she finally says, like, I'm not who you think I am. Mm-hmm. And so he goes, may I assist you in some way? And she goes, I had thought so. However, after witnessing the manner in which you address the women in your life, I find I would rather not join their ranks. Yeah, grown <laughs> some balls, California. I get it. That's right. My note is baller. Mm-hmm. So then she goes to leave and he crosses the room in lightning speed and holds the door closed. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you have me at a bit of a disadvantage. I would like to know who you are. Like you came into my domain. Mm-hmm. He uses the word domain. <clears throat> and then she's she like, I can at least. Dumbest. Oh, oh sorry. God, she's so dumb. Well, <laughs> so yeah. So then she takes off her, her cloak and he's scandalized and he's so shocked because he's like, I, if you had given me a thousand guesses, you would not have been the person I ever got to. Because they kind of know each other because they're both rich. They're both in the ton, whatever that is. So he yeah, knows yeah. about her. But she's like a spinster wallflower sort of. But yeah, one. he's only seen her on the edges of ballrooms not talking to anyone. Right. Like he never would have thought. And and she has an, uh, an inassailable reputation. Huh? Jeez, what is my problem with words today? You know what? Today? It's very late for me. Oh, okay. <gasps> I'm Ew. sorry, mistress of the reindeer mafia. <laughs> today. You know what? Rose is so, you know what? Rose and Frankie are both part of the reindeer mafia. Uh-huh. <laughs> Blanche is not. No. <laughs> Grace is not, Dorothy is not, Sophia is not. 
No, Sophia spits upon the reindeer mafia, and we take it. <laughs> we take it. I'll, t- I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Whenever Sophia deigns to spit upon us, <laughs> you don't you don't fuck with Sicily. Okay, keep keep going. All, All right. right. <laughs> so after some really excellent banter. Yeah, well, she just makes up this ridiculous story about, yeah, like, well, I was she's in the like, neighborhood, I, was lost. <laughs> I needed a cab home, and he's like, so you came into my bedroom? Like, right. Instead <laughs> of hailing a cab? You could just got a cab or called one of your, I don't know, they don't have phones, I guess. No. <laughs> I don't know. No, they do not. <laughs> but there would have been a passing hackney cab, Aaron. Okay. What is- so then, it's a little buggy. It's a little horse and buggy, I think, situation. Or it might be a foot buggy. I don't know. It's a okay. cab. It's All an right. England Times cab. All right, sorry. All right. So, um, after some excellent banter, he's like, he's like, Calpurnia, like, tell me what you're here for. And she's like, I, I would prefer you to call me Callie. <laughs> uh-huh. So he's like, Callie. Ah. He and coaxed then, his words mm-hmm. spoken in a deep, liquid tone that she was mm-hmm. certain he used whenever he wanted something from a woman. She would not be surprised to discover that it always worked. Why are you here? Would have worked on me. Uh huh. And then, whether from courage or cowardice or too much sherry, she would never know. She decided to answer him. After all, the evening couldn't possibly become any worse. In a whisper, she announced, "I came to ask you to kiss me." <laughs> Scandalized it's England. The best. It's so good. And then she keeps on trying to find out, like, why him? Like, of mm-hmm. all the people, she could have asked why him, and she won't tell him. Mm-hmm. Um, she just says that because he's. A rake and she's a scoundrel. She's heard the gossip. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why do you think I would stop at kissing? She goes, of course you would. In like a mm-hmm. very self-deprecating way. Indicating yeah. like, because I'm me. And so then he has a brainchild. And he's like, all right, you help my sister in society. You teach her lessons and, and introduce her to people. And Kelly I has will. has an impeccable reputation. That's right. And I will kiss you. And she's mm-hmm. like, you ha- obviously have a very like high esteem for your kisses or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so they finally agree that he will kiss her and give her an unnamed favor at some point down the line. Mm-hmm. All right. So at first they peck mm-hmm. and he like approaches her very slowly and then their lips touch and she jumps back and he's like, is there a problem? And she goes, no, 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 no. That was great. That was perfect. I got to go. And he says, when I agree to something, I do it wholeheartedly. Ugh. That was not the kiss for which you came, little mouse. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and she but says, it's the kiss for which she might come oh. right there. Because, like, <laughs> this kiss Get was it. so good. It lasted, like, two pages. Uh-huh. And I, no, like, three. Because it was it was one kiss and then some, some whispering in the ear and then another kiss and then more whispering. And mm-hmm. I was on fire. Just... I was just on fire. Okay, so then I was reading this on the plane, and I just kept like looking up and like looking around, like, "Are you guys reading this? Like, are you guys? Like, you guys know about this kiss?" I know, I know. Okay, so she says she's very satisfied with that kiss, and he says a kiss should never leave you satisfied. And then mm. he grabs her and he puts his mouth to hers, and she immediately responds to him. She starts climbing him like a spider monkey. And he likes it. <laughs> and, then, and then, oh, my favorite part about this, Aaron, can I just tell mm-hmm. you, I love this kiss because when she like gasped and opened her mouth, which is a very, like it's the thing that happens in romance novels, the woman gasps and usually the guy takes that opportunity to Hanks tongue down her, her throat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like just 
like just in there, down to her wow. stomach parts. Down to her stomach parts. <laughs> right? But this time, she gasps and opens her mouth, and he takes the opportunity to run his tongue over her parted lips. Uh. Oh, can I just? <laughs> Especially for a first kiss, it's like the smoothest move, right? Does he suck on her tongue. Too? Oh, yeah, he does. Well, because then she responds. She's like, oh, my God, is this what kisses are like? And so she starts responding. She tentatively puts her tongue toward him. And then I think that's when he whispers in her ear. He says, kisses should never leave you satisfied. Mm -hmm. And then he kisses her again. And then she tongues him a little more and he sucks on her tongue. She was like scandalized. She actually uses the word scandalized, Mm -hmm. I think. I was too. There are several times Ah! where this kiss is like decidedly over. Like Mm. there's a line that's like, all at once she was aflame. He was right. The kiss, this was the kiss for which she had come. And this is after like two pages. And I'm like, Uh all right, kiss over. Everybody can calm down. And then it's like, <laughs> nope, he nope, broke off the down. kiss then, running his lips across her cheek and setting them <sighs> to her ear, taking the soft low between his teeth and biting gently. And I'm like, what more kisses? Oh, oh yeah. Like, and then he and then he rubs his tongue over there. And uh, then he tells her that kisses should never leave you um, satisfied. Right. And then yep. he kisses her again. And then the chapter ends with him saying, they should always leave you wanting. Uh, and mm. everyone was fanning themselves. Everyone. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so this, whoo, this kiss. All right. So then the next morning she wakes up and she's like, that must have been a dream. But then her lady's maid comes in and great side character, doesn't get enough time, but great, great side character Mm -hmm. shows up and she's like, I know you were out the night before. Tell me about this thing. She finds out about the list. She's like, who were you with? You couldn't have been with Lord Ralston because the notorious rake, the notorious rake, because one of his servants comes with a note that says, my sister will will expect you at half eleven. R. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, right. She's just not going over there. Intimacy of the one initial. Am Uh I right? (sighs) (laughs) Melody's been fanning herself nonstop for like 10 minutes. And she's like, we're going, we're going over there. And Anne puts her in like the the green green dress. dress Because it makes her her. look good. Well, and Anne throughout this whole thing calls her like Callie girl and Callie Mm. mine. Like she's been her lady's maid for her whole life. She's family. She is, she is like the aunt that can, that she can actually talk to. Like it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So then she goes to Ralston's house. She sees Nick, the younger brother. They start talking about Celine, a statue that he because he's a he's a professional he's like an archaeologist he was a sculptor why am i wrong <laughs> like, no I no <laughs> <laughs> no this is an ancient greek sculpture sculpture that he found off the coast of greece sculpted it. i just thought that he was a sculptor and he collected sculptures <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> you guys, I was so lost sometimes. England Times is befuddling for Aaron. <sighs> so then um they're very cute and they like they go back and forth. He loves her banter, he loves her wit. But then mm-hmm. Ralston comes in and he immediately shuts that shit down because he mm-hmm. does not like it when Nick goes near Callie. It's a theme. Mm-hmm. And he says he wants to speak to Callie alone. <laughs> She's immediately disappointed because he's like, I want to talk about Juliana. Mm-hmm. And she's like, mm. I wanted to talk about smooches. Yeah. <laughs> he obviously doesn't even remember it. So, so they talk about Juliana and then he goes, I really didn't think you'd show up today. And she's mm. like, I thought about avoiding the appointment as well. <sighs> and then she meets Juliana and they're adorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, They Juliana's immediately great. hit it off. 
She's, she's a great not side from character. England times. She's from a whole different place called Italy times. Italy and- times. <laughs> I should have known. In fact, I think I did. <laughs> Europe times, guys. And it is crazy the continent out there. times. You can be seen alone. You can go out at night. You can be rude to people. And it's like, okay. They have so she- totally different silhouettes. Yeah. So she's got to learn all the England times stuff if she's right. going to go to the balls. She's basically the Aaron of this book. <sighs> right? Yeah. This would be this would be a great time travel book. <laughs> <laughs> if we got to go to Italy times. Yeah. yeah. All right. So they're very cute because Juliana's insecure that her brothers like don't want her, or don't like her. Mm-hmm. Granted, she's only been there for what, 18 hours at this point? I don't know. Yeah. And then she's like, How do you and Ralston, how are you friends? And Kelly's like, mm-hmm. We're not friends. And she's like, Oh, you're more than friends. She's like, We're not we're more than friends. And she protests a little bit too much. And uh-huh. so Juliana's finally like, she goes, your segreto is safe with me. It's so good. No, but before that, Kelly's inner monologue is, you see, there comes a point in a woman's life when she's willing to do anything to be kissed. <laughs> it makes me so happy. <laughs> anyway, so they they bond and she's trying desperately to make sure everyone knows that she and Ralston are not friends, nor an item, nor lovers. Okay. So then we move on. Ralston is at his his gentleman's club mm-hmm. and he's worrying about Juliana. Nick finds him and they start talking about Juliana and their past with um, their mother because Juliana has vowed she's never getting married. Juliana's like, I don't want to become my mother. Right. And I'm afraid that that would happen. So I'm not going to repeat her sin. So I'm not going to get married. And it's so sweet because Ralston's like, our sister is nothing like our mother. Her fear proves that. Which and is, it's so true. But he needs to take a look in the mirror because he doesn't That's, ever want to fall in love because he doesn't want to end up like his father begging at the feet of his mother. Please do yeah. not go. Please do not go. I love you even yeah. more than my sons, dear God. <gasps> oh, I was stay. so angry. Can I talk and, about how I'm mama bared? Right. Hard. And he doesn't want to turn into him. And he's nothing like his father. So he should figure no. it out. Oh, absolutely. You know what? Spoiler alert. He does. You know what? But, Spoiler alert. No, hey guys out there, and I've read four of these, so I've become an expert. Um, <laughs> Obviously, du- no dukes are like their fathers. Like it is, oh, impossible. it's true. They do not turn mm-hmm. out that way. The end. No, yeah, totally. Okay, <laughs> totally different. Yeah. Then he's like, "How?" Nick asked him, "Like, how did you get Lady Calpurnia to help?" And then that gets Ralston thinking about their extraordinary kiss, mm. where he calls her an enthusiastic and enjoyable partner because he is not like the guy from the last novel, um, Two-Face. He doesn't want her to lay there and think of English. How dare you? How dare you forget? I forgot his name. Oh, George. No. no, his name is not George. Ash. George. Ashbury. Yes, yeah. I know, but we don't talk about that. But I can't, how dare you forget the Duchess deal so I'm quickly. I'm sorry. That you was know a what? delightful book. It was. Um, but it is 10 p.m. It is now 11.43 p.m. Oh, my God. And I have had a big week. Okay. Fair. Okay. Also, I edited that like two weeks ago. I don't know what you want from me. I've, I've got two <laughs> different books in my brain. I've got The Duchess Deal. That is that book. That is the oh, book no. that you're currently editing. In <laughs> oh, fact, no. today you only told me you were 30 minutes into our two-hour podcast. Oh, fuck. All right. So... And the listeners are like, we've already listened to that. How is that even possible? Time travel listener. Time travel. travel. Yeah. Okay. 
All right, so he hears some betting going on, Ralston does, and he mm-hmm. wants to go investigate. So let me introduce Baron Oxford, the dumbest, most annoying dandy that ever dandied in England times. Mm-hmm. He is a gambler, he is an idiot, and he wants to find a wife because he can't pay his debts. And he has too many teeth. And there is a time oh, yeah. where Calpurnia is like, can a man have too many teeth in his face? And the answer to that, listener, is yes, I had too many teeth in my face. And I had to get, <laughs> guess how many teeth I had to get pulled to get straight teeth? Two. Eight. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you were off oh by six. God. Oh, my God. Eight teeth. That's incredible. And let me tell you, like, I know what my mouth is like. There's not, like, extra room in there. No. You know, there's not, like, gaps in the back where it's like, oh, oh that's where God. the teeth were. No. No. That's how smushed in there they were. Why can't I remember the name of this amazing BBC show? I'm going to have to post a picture of the one of the guys in this great BBC show. Um, I also hugely recommend it. It is a contemporary BBC show, so maybe even Erin would be interested. But (laughs) she's shaking her head no like a bitch. And uh, no, there's this guy with way too many teeth in his head. And this is who I cast. Uh, I either cast him or the guy from Harlots on Hulu. The dandy on there. Mm. I'll, I'll, I'll post both pictures on Insta for this episode. I'm making a note. Okay. okay. I didn't make a note. I'm going to forget. All right. <laughs> so there's... <laughs> Just make the Everybody note. Is, I know. All right. Picture <laughs> of dandies. Teeth. <laughs> dandy teeth. All right. Okay. Um. Okay. So they are making, they're gambling and uh, all the guys are doing bets. They're like 20 shillings on this lady and whatever. And so then, oh, this these motherfuckers. And they're saying things like, um, I wrote it down. He Oxford's betting on which lady he's going to get to marry. Yeah. Well, and so they're saying things like her dowry is worth keeping the lights out. Because they're talking about a, a woman who is apparently not very attractive. Like, right. I just wanted to murder them. And, and then, then they... They talk about Lady Calpurnia. They mention her as the fleshy one. So they say the Allendale chit. And they're like, no, the Allendale angel, meaning her sister, is already engaged to Rivington. And they're like, no, 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 not the pretty one. The other one, the fleshy one with the ridiculous name. Lady Cassiopeia or something like that. Oh, yeah, it's so messed up. Also, the show is Fleabag. Uh, Oh, oh, okay. Then then he says that if he marries uh, Lady Cassiopeia, he'd be rich enough to keep a stellar mitri- mistress and never bother with the wife. Mm. Except and then Ralston. get her with the heir and the spare. Ugh. <sighs> and I imagine that at her age, she'll be grateful for whatever I give her. I can't even. And then Gross. Ralston is like, I can't imagine such a passionate woman like with Oxford. And he starts getting really pissed off. Mm-hmm. So he's like, I will bet a thousand pounds that she will not have you. She will Mm -hmm. absolutely refuse you. And he storms out. Mm -hmm. So now we cut to Callie's what? Sorry. I thought, I was like, then we cut to the plot of She's All That. No. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Freddy Rins too. Because that's what. Totally. No. Okay. (laughs) So then we cut to the betrothal ball for Mariana and Rivington. Callie's like, this is my night. Everything's going to be different. The Allendale Angel is being celebrated, sure, but they've got to celebrate me too, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the sister. I am the maid I'm of honor. Maid of, of honor. course. Yeah. That does not happen. She ends up in spinster seating. Everything is sucks. And then 
she goes walking around and gets stopped by Oxford, who, with all of his teeth, is like, oh, it's so nice to see you. My night is so much better now. (laughs) And she knows that he's a gambler and a fortune hunter. And she's also really confused by this because nobody's been seeking her out for ages. Ten years. Ten years. And so she makes an excuse of another spinster comes up and she's like, help me get my hem done. And she's like, of course, I have to help you because you can't see anything. And she leaves. So they fuck off and they see Ralston coming toward them. And Callie's like, please let it be Nick. Please let it be the one I'm not attracted to. It's not. He <laughs> totally charms Heloise, the other spinster. The spinster does think it's Nick because she's nearsighted. And she's like, yeah, oh, it's so Nick. sick. I'm so charmed. And he's like, I'm uh-huh. Yeah. He asks Callie to dance. And Callie's like, oh, I couldn't. I have to. And and Heloise is like, well, nothing. I can do all the things by myself. Bye. Go right now. <laughs> and so Callie's like, you certainly charmed Heloise. And he goes, one must use one's talents to one's advantage, Lady Calpurnia. She responds, something I am certain you do quite well. <sighs> His voice deepened, I assure you. I do it very well. Uh, so she goes, when they're dancing, mm-hmm. wait, they go through, like, yeah. she asks him about some more of his exploits, like other gossip yeah. that she's heard about him. She went through a few, like, the night that she kissed him. Cause right. She, she was like, I've heard the rumors. I know you'll smooch me because listen to all these things you've done. Yeah. But she goes, is it true you once leapt from a countess's balcony quite unfortunately into a holly bush <laughs> below? Ralston's eyes widened slightly at her quiet question before amusement flashed. A gentleman would neither confirm nor deny such an occurrence. Callie laughed. On the contrary, my lord, a gentleman would most certainly deny such an occurrence. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> he smiled a rakish grin. Oh, of Ooh. course he did. Can Ooh. I tell you something? Of course. My friend told me. Always. I hope I'm not. This is this is my friend Leslie's story, but I hope she's cool with it. Oh, she got married this week, Leslie. I was supposed oh, to be in her wedding, fun. but then I couldn't go to Mexico because the army wouldn't let me. Oh. Because no. it was too dangerous. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But um, so she was telling me that in college she took a writing class, like a creative writing class, and they could write whatever uh, genre they wanted, like a short story. And so she wrote romance because she loves romance. Yay. And so she wrote a little historical romance about a wallflower and a rake. And the critique that came back from the class was like, what is a rake? We don't know what a rake is. And she's like, well, a rake is like a player that, you know, like goes around and deflowers women and doesn't care. And they're like, yeah, we really think you need to use a word that your readers are going to know and not like an obscure word. And she's like, oh, my readers will know. <laughs> like, Yeah. It's, you guys have the problem. I don't have the problem. You <laughs> apparently so don't know what Google is. Yeah. But like, if you, come if on. you enter a, non, a non-romance classroom, totally. people are going to be like, what's a rake? <laughs> so mm-hmm. funny. Even I know what a rake is. I don't read these. That's anyway. right. You're a learned mistress. Oh, man. Next week, we're back on to werewolves and bad boys, where my, <laughs> my strengths lie. <laughs> okay, wait. So they also discuss Juliana as mm. they're dancing. And Callie, my, one of my favorite of her lines, she goes, one does not spend one's life on the edge of ballrooms and not learn exactly what it takes to be the belle of the ball. Oh, so she because, can do it herself. Yeah, it's so sweet and sad. And so then they're walking around. He chats with her mother and it's a big deal for some reason that I didn't even quite understand. And then she pulls him away to the refreshment table and she's like, hi, do you have a good recommendation for a tavern? 
in town. Mm-hmm. And he's like, a lady wouldn't need that. And she's like, oh, it's for Benedict. And he's like, well, if it's for Benedict, then I'll tell him. She's like, no, 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 no. You can tell me and then I'll relay it when the moment is right. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I'll tell you about a tavern because I'm feeling magnanimous. But you have to do me a favor. And she looks into the the sultry promise of his eyes and gasps and he pushes her into an alcove and then he does the most shockingly sensual thing ever he pulls back the glove and he exposes her bare wrist i can't even (laughs) (laughs) and then he rubs her wrist and then he pulls it to his mouth and he kisses her wrist and then he rakes his teeth over the the skin there and then he licks it and uh, <laughs> she the thing about Gabriel Subjun's uh, Ralston uh-huh. is that I I identified him as a sexy man. Oh man. I identified mm-hmm. him as one of the more skilled lovers we've read about. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I liked him. I did. Like I don't mm-hmm. know if I liked his personality. And I think that's the point of the book, is he's kind of the worst and she makes him good. <laughs> But like, well, no, he he plays at the worst. He's always he's always hiding his real thoughts. He's always controlling his face because of whatever. I don't know, because he doesn't want to have real human emotion. Yeah. So like yeah. Callie unlocks that. Right. And it's every every manic pixie dream girl's fucking dream. Yeah, I guess we'll get to it later. <laughs> I just wasn't sure that I like I don't think I liked him. I think I, I wanted to do sex with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that I liked him. <laughs> Fair, fair. Yeah, no, I hear you. There are a lot of times when he just goes, it, there. it's like borderline gaslighting, but he doesn't do it on purpose. It's just like he doesn't know what to do with himself because he's never had these sort of feelings before and he doesn't know how to handle it. So he does that and then he's like, he tells her the name of the tavern and then just vanishes in a puff of smoky hot bod. Darkwing Duck! Oh, yeah. <laughs> he Darkwing Ducks the hell out of her on this one. So then... She goes to the tavern that night. Her maid dresses her in one of her, like, dull gowns. And she goes to the tavern. He sees her. And he's like, what the fuck is this lady doing here? Like, the whole point of our arrangement is that her reputation is going to help my sister come out. She can't be ruined, you know? Mm -hmm. But, by the way, if you're not a romance, you're not a historical reader out there, which I think most of you are, but some of you aren't. This is you, this is not done. You cannot go no. to the bar at night. Ladies as a woman. do this not is do not that. A thing. No, Only well, prostitutes do this. Not yeah, exactly, exactly. Not genteel women, certain women. That's certainly. why she had to dress in a wool dress. She's in disguise, you guys. If she is yes. found out, the whole family is sunk. It's done. Uh-huh. The Allendales are done. No more Erling. No, <laughs> no more Erling. That's okay. right. All right. That's right. So in the tavern, Ralston sees her. She orders a scotch because that's on her list. He approaches and he like basically reprimands her. He's like, what are you doing here? You can't be here. This is ridiculous. She's like, there's tons of women who are not escorted here. And he goes, yeah, but I don't think that they want to remain alone Mm -hmm. if you get my meaning. And she is scandalized. She's scandalized. She's like, oh, my God. That was part of my thing with Callie is like, I, I don't know if it was really good writing that I was like constantly disappointed with her. Or it was, or I just was constantly disappointed with her. But every time she went out to do one of her adventure things, she like didn't just didn't quite. <laughs> she just didn't quite make it. Like she drank the scotch, but then she was like, 
the scotch. Like, have you me... ever tried scotch? Yes. Oh my god, Lovely. I I have I have the same reaction every time. I, every once in a while, because Michael's You're a scotch drinker. Every single time, I'm like, hey, maybe I'll try a little bit. I make the mistake of smelling it first. Never do that. And so I get burnt with the smell first. And then I'll take like a teeny bit. I cough. My whole throat is like, I cannot really scotch. Cannot do it. All right. Maybe it's not. Like she goes to the tavern. She's like, this is what a tavern is. (laughs) She drinks the scotch and she like can't. I don't know. I was just like. Of course, that's how she is. I know. She's never I know. Seen the outside of a writing, I was just like, I just wanted her Honestly. to buck up a little bit and like at least like fake some confidence. That's all. I She wanted. does. She yeah. Like nearly throws up after she drinks the scotch. Yes, of course. That's a normal bodily reaction. Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. But she does, and here's how. So they're going back and forth they're they're things are getting a little bit heated because she's trying to defend herself and he's like you're you're a crazy person and she says something and then she's like how would you how should i react to a man who accosts me in my ancestral home meaning the wrist action you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he's like you're right about that i should apologize and callie bucks the fuck up and she immediately shuts that shit down she's like don't you dare apologize. Mm-hmm. I will not be made to feel like a child that I am not in charge of my actions. I will not be made to feel like that. And and what she wants to say is, and I couldn't bear if I knew that you regretted our kiss. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, no, totally. Callie is good. Thank you very much. I do. I Aaron. wasn't saying she was good. I was just saying she, <laughs> she, she let me down a few times. I, I wanted I to just you. be like. Put on I a hear good you. face because she was sitting at the table and he's watching her and he sees how scandalized she is and like she can be scandalized. She's just nervous. Like, I know. That's what I'm saying. I just wanted her to beef up a little bit, you know, just like yeah, fair you enough. Know, grow, fair you enough. know, grow up there a little bit. That's all. Yeah. All right. So he says that he's going to escort her home, and um, she's like, "No, I'm going to get my own cab." And so she goes, she goes like tromping off into the street, falls. He catches her in a delicious way, mm-hmm. and then puts her into his carriage and i love this because <sighs> this is tris number two or three do you see I what know. i highlighted can you see this you can't that's my highlight of this it's the that's whole, all of it it's like yeah I, I highlighted I, I did the same thing and i can't I read stop. it all i may me too oh my god it's so good okay wait so they fight a little bit and then she tries to make peace by saying something nice about juliana she's like i'm i'm really excited about helping juliana i hope she finds a love match and he says i hope the exact opposite like that Mm -hmm. that only leads to terrible things so she's trying to defend love and she's saying that her parents were a love match and that her sister and rivington only have eyes for each other he counters with attraction is not love and she says i don't think that what's between them is simple attraction Mm -hmm. and he says there's nothing simple about attraction Shall I show you how complicated, complicated attraction can be? Ooh. And then he comes close to her and waits. And she closes the distance and kisses him. And then he takes over. Mm-hmm. And he pulls her into his lap. And the, this makeout goes on for like four incredible pages. Incredible. I could not stop highlighting. It's amazing. He pulls her tits out. He he starts he starts laving her nipple with his tongue like it is mm-hmm. and then he like comes back to himself realizing that they're mere blocks away from her home mm-hmm. <laughs> no but he says some other he calls her a minx he says oh, it's know. a dangerous game you play minx and, <gasps> and i'm a I'm formidable, a formidable opponent. opponent oh 
Oh my goodness. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. I, I highlighted that too. Oh God. Yeah. And then she says, don't stop. Like it is. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. We have to leave it there as far as plot is concerned for this week, but we'll be back next Monday for part two of nine rules to break when romancing a rake. And can I just say it only gets better from here? <laughs> Shocking. I know. Okay. All right. Do you have a lady love? <sighs> I don't I have know. two lady loves. I had some lady loves in my back pocket, but I just, I honestly am doing so poorly at self-love right now that I feel like I I'm a little bit disingenuous to be like, hey guys, do this thing. So I just, I feel like I'm doing, I'm not doing well at it. So I'm going to, I'm going to save it for next week because I, I feel kind of like a okay. hypocrite. I hear you. That's how I felt all through December and January. Yep. So we're we're getting through some shit, Erin, and we're doing it together. <laughs> I have two though. Yeah. So that's good. The first one is get thee to Netflix and watch some Grace and Frankie because <sighs> it makes me laugh out loud, like like heartily laugh out loud. These women love each other so much. It's just I just love it. It's so good. And you know, someday I I really hope that's Erin and I. And then uh the next thing is so listener. I don't know if you know this about Aaron and I, but um, we watched The Bachelor. Uh, I am a late comer to The Bachelor, but I started watching a, a few seasons ago and I have I've been hooked. This week, we saw such an excellent display because normally I watch The Bachelor as in like, this is hilarious and fantastical and ridiculous. Like, I love watching The Bachelor Social because... Experiment. Yes. Are we talking about Kendall's uh, amazing empathy in the face of Crystal? We are. (laughs) So there was this huge conflict. There is this woman who is just so not self-aware. And she's honestly a really tragic figure. And very into into cutting other women down, but kind of cloaking that in a I love other women sort of way. But she she hasn't been displaying that in any fashion. She has no love for A lot of anger and a lot of jealousy. And just she's not in a great place. She always sees women as a as a competition and an obstacle, obstacle instead of a, I don't know, instead of a, a resource of excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. So she ends up, they both end up on this two-on-one date. The, the bully woman trash talks this girl, Kendall. And instead of doing the normal thing, like the guys, usually their head explodes and they end up tromping around and like almost mm-hmm. coming to blows. The women usually end up like confronting each other and and yelling or confronting each other and like being really silent or whatever. Mm-hmm. This woman comes up and she's just like, she was so empathetic. She was so, she had a great read on, on this, this other woman. She was just like showing her so much love. She was telling her that there is beauty in her and there is, you know, such an opportunity for for wonderful mm-hmm. things. But and she wasn't talking down to her either. Not at all. No, it was so awesome. Yeah. Be a Kendall, not a crystal. <laughs> Be a Kendall. Yeah. Yeah. Just remember that everybody has their own story and like sometimes it's gonna be shitty, but we can all we can all get through this together if we just Everybody's in a different decide place. to. Yeah. Yeah. So those are my two lady loves. That's a good one. All right. Yeah. You can find us on Instagram at Heaving Bosoms, on mm-hmm. Gmail at Heaving Bosoms Podcast, Facebook at Heaving Bosoms, Twitter 
at heaving underscore bosoms. That's the weird one. Mm-hmm. And that's it, right? Oh, that's it. Hey, guys. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Wait. We also have to say, I was going to say it in the intro as well, but thank you so much for all of the amazing reviews that we've been getting. Mm-hmm. Thank you for the effort. Thank you for putting those, like, thank you for, like, taking the time mm-hmm. to review us. It it means so much. It's heartwarming to read. But I have noticed that the last, like, 10 to 15 reviews that we've gotten have not included books. And so I'm wondering if our newer listeners that came on, like, the Penny Reed wagon or the Tessa Dare ra- wagon uh... don't know about The Bribe. So I just wanted to put... <laughs> because I, I would hate it for people to be giving us five-star reviews and not understanding that there's a bribe option. <laughs> sure, there is but a bribe just, option. they're just being nice and they don't know that they can get something back. So guys, if you're already going out there to give us a nice five-star review, please know that if you name a book in your review or review us and then email us, um, that we will do whatever book you recommend to us. We yes. promise may not be immediately because we're booked out through April, but we will do that book. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Keep being a badass and love yourself as much as you love nature's lady viagra ovulation bye hey you yes listener you are you loving the show if so please leave a rating and review in your podcast app the 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah, Lilas! Okay, back to the show.